The whole concept started about five years ago and I started designing this bike lock. And that was right around the time scooters started popping up out in California. And back then there wasn't even a lock for a scooter. And I thought, hmm, maybe that could be somewhere we where we might be able to fit and grow with this you know, very early stage market. And that was Madison Rifkin, and this is Climate Tech Talks. Hi, welcome to the Climate Tech Talks. In this episode, we talk with Madison Rifkin, the founder and CEO of Mount. She described how an idea she had at a very young age is converted into a business that is impacting the micromobility sector. Mount is a company that creates smart locks for scooters. Then they place these scooters as an amenity in hotels and Airbnbs, helping local businesses and avoiding tossing thousands of electric vehicles to the landfills. What's up everyone? This is Daniel Arise, co-host of the Climate Tech Talk Show. Today we have Madison Rafkin, she's the founder of Mount. Welcome to the show, Madison. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. This is awesome. I'm sure it's going to be a great conversation. Why don't we take it from the beginning? Who is Madison Rifkin? Yes, well, I am uh, the current CEO and founder of Mount, where we launch electric scooters and bikes at short-term vacation rental properties around the world. Currently 23, young entrepreneur on my journey to learn more about entrepreneurship and hopefully help the climate along the way. You said 23. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very young, young in my journey. When did you start your entrepreneurial uh, journey? I started my entrepreneurial journey at a very young age. Actually, when I was 12 <laughs> was the first time <laughs> I was inventing bike locks all the way back then. And I was lucky and fortunate enough that my middle school had a invention competition program where I got to basically spend the whole school year, one of my classes, developing um, a bike lock and pitch it at the end to a panel of judges. It was a huge competition for the school and I ended up winning a patent from that competition. So fully funded, which I got when I was 15. And so that was kind of the spark that where I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the coolest thing ever. And I don't know if I ever want to leave this industry, even though I was that young. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's also in your family or it's it's only because of your relation to the school? Uh, I would say one relation to the school, but yes, both my grandfathers uh, were entrepreneurs back in their day, starting various companies and actually working with each other along their career path. And I got to see that and, and hear amazing stories from their perspective. So I kind of grew up in an entrepreneurial world and I was able to live it firsthand as well. Fascinating. So... How did you start it with Mount? Yes, so the idea for Mount actually stems from what I was building when I was 12 and 15. And the whole concept started about five years ago and I started designing this bike lock where I had an idea of what I was doing when I was little, but now I had the kind of skill set, I guess, to make it something real. And so that's what we were doing. Me and a few college student friends actually designed a bike lock um, that, we learned wasn't good for the bike market. <laughs> we designed, designed something a bit too convenient and not very theft proof, but it could turn into a tracking device. Essentially it had GPS and a few other flashy t new technologies. And that was right around the time scooters 
started popping up out in California with Bird launching, I think, 20 scooters in Santa Monica. And people were like, whoa, <laughs> what is this? And I had a hunch that, you know, a lot of their vehicles were already getting stolen. They didn't have locks. And back then there wasn't even a lock for a scooter. And I thought, hmm, maybe that could be somewhere we where we might be able to fit and grow with this, you know, very early stage market. And so three years ago, I kind of jumped headfirst into that market, started talking to people from Bird and Lime, really when they were in their infancy as well, to learn what they needed in a lock. And really it was one, to stop theft and damage, but two, to help the longevity of the scooter, because back then Bird and Lime would put a scooter on the streets and it would last a month. And then it was damaged beyond repair or stolen and it was ultimately thrown into a landfill and it was causing a lot of waste. And that was something as a mount that we didn't like to see because scooters are inherently supposed to be helping the environment. They're an electric vehicle, so they reduce carbon. But if they're getting tossed into a landfill every month, are they really doing their job? Probably not. <laughs> and so that was the first problem we identified within that space. And then we spent the next year and a half really honing in on that, building a lock that was perfect for that market that could reduce theft, but also track the vehicle, really help their operations. Um, and got to a point where we had this lock that had a fleet management system so it could optimize how many vehicles you needed, where they were supposed to go. But to that point, Bird and Lime were now global companies, thousands of employees, uh, unicorns in the sense of a startup. And they had just kind of surpassed us to not need our technology anymore, nor was it their focus. Um, and so their main focus was launching thousands of vehicles and still is uh, around the world. But what they're not focused on is the operations aspect. So they still lose thousands of vehicles. They're still putting thousands of vehicles into landfills. They still have this weakling where thousands of uh, scooters are missing or mistreated and so on, right? Exactly. And it's, yeah, it's this endless cycle that seems to not stop. And we still had this amazing product. And so we actually decided to purchase a few scooters, station them at um, the Cohabit Hotel in Avon, Colorado, simply to test our technology. And the guests could use the scooters. The hotel was super excited to have this new amenity. And it really wasn't designed to be anything else than a pilot. <laughs> but what we learned was that the hotel really benefited because they got this brand new amenity that didn't take up a lot of space. And the guest was benefiting because it was a new experience. They could just easily rent the scooter. And that was at the end of 2020, right around a September, December timeframe. And we realized we might have stumbled on to this new market within hospitality where we could bring micro mobility into it in a new way and make it a lot better than what you see today. So you're aiming to, to get people like Airbnb and, and business like that, right? So the end user is not like normal people walking on the street. Is that, is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So we will station the scooters at Airbnb properties, give the host everything they need to run their fleet. And then the guest would come download an app, get special access to those scooters. And then it's basically theirs for their stay. So they can use it, take it wherever they want, but they do have to bring it back to the property to end their ride. Um, and then also no one else has the access code to use these scooters. So it truly is their uh, unique amenity while they're staying there. That's awesome. Who's paying for the service, the Airbnb host or the user? Yeah, the Airbnb host pays an upfront fee basically for the package where they get scooters, helmets, the lock, the system. And then the host actually is keeping 
a percent of the revenue that's generated so they can make their money back and then also make a profit from the scooters. That's great. I think it's it's a great model. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I haven't seen it before. <laughs> no, definitely on the newer side of things. And it is interesting because we weren't sure how we were going to fare in this new type of Airbnb industry. And we ended up signing a hundred signing up 100 properties within two weeks of a, a very small sales cycle, which was kind of funny to see. <laughs> How did you manage to get Airbnb on board? So we didn't get Airbnb as a company on board just yet. That's definitely okay. the goal. Okay. We're just working with uh, property owners and individual hosts at the moment. So that, that would be like uh, the next step once you raise money, uh, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the goal is to prove out the return on investment for the host, meaning that they actually can increase their nightly booking fee because now they have scooters, but also they're increasing the occupancy rate per month because they have this added extra amenity. People are going to want to go to their place over someone else's. So if we can show that, show that return on investment, it's a no brainer for Airbnb at that point to station scooters in all of their properties or all of their hosts properties because they'll make more money. <laughs> yeah. How many, how many scooters do you have on operations right now? We have about 20 in operation right now and over 500 on our wait list. So we are, as you mentioned, raising our seed round to do that. Yeah. 500. <laughs> You're growing fast. Very fast. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with demand. Well, but it's great. I mean, it's, it, you have to keep, to keep up the momentum. Definitely. No, that's what we're trying to do. Capitalize on this uh, product market fit. For sure. And how do you see growing in this context of COVID-19, have you seen like increasing in bookings from your clients or it's even more difficult right now? No, I'd say it's um, Airbnb is one of the industries that fared relatively well during COVID-19 because I think people realized they didn't want to go stay at a large hotel and interact with 300 guests, but instead could stay at an Airbnb, have their own kitchen. So I think bookings are starting to rebound which is actually why we want to get out so many scooters is to prepare for that travel boom that's going to happen in 2022 as people are getting vaccinated, COVID-19 is diminishing. Um, we want to have as many scooters out there as possible so that tourists can hop on and we can capitalize and really knock out revenue for that, that year. How big is your team right now? Our team is We've recently grown, and I want to say there's six or seven of us at the moment off the top of my head. Hopefully I didn't forget anyone. <laughs> and then we have a board of advisors as well. So we took on advisors from Airbnb itself. Margot, the CEO of Hostfully, has been amazing and super helpful in our journey, as well as a whole slew of advisors from the micromobility industry. So Swift Mile, Uber, Lyft. Yeah, it's, we've we have quite the family growing at Mount. <laughs> it's quite impressive. I mean, you have a big board of advisors from big companies. How did you manage to get them to reach them? <laughs> I'd say that's one of my uh, sneaky hidden talents is just the ability to find people on social media, reach out, entice them to have an intro meeting, and then I can pretty I can hook them there, and I'm like, Let, let's do this journey together. <laughs> so basically, you start like cold emailing everybody. Not emailing. I actually was using. Most recently, Clubhouse of all places. I found it very helpful. Uh, LinkedIn is another one, Instagram. So as opposed to the cold emailing, they're getting a cute little message on one of their social media platforms. <laughs> Great. Clubhouse is really useful, by the way. Definitely, yeah. The ability to just find people grouped by specific industry and then hear them talk is been invaluable. I've learned so much so far. It's 
I think, I mean, it's a cool platform. Whoever dreamed that up, it's it's not yeah, like it's a novel, but it definitely works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and only by listening. I mean, you don't even have to, to partake any conversation. You can learn a lot only by listening. Oh, exactly. Totally. And yeah. Yeah. So what do you read right now in terms of growing up your business? Reading a lot of sales books about the sales cycle, because that was something I needed to learn a lot about. And then also just a lot of Airbnb hosts or, you know, super hosts have written books about how they did it and how they became profitable. So I've been reading a lot of that. Um, the Million Dollar Host by Julie, I found her on Clubhouse as well been super helpful. She's an amazing woman who did a ton of things within the hospitality Airbnb industry out in, I want to say Australia. Um, so that was super helpful. And then I'd say more than reading, I just like talking to industry experts, learning from them. Ellie Paget is another one I've learned a lot from. She's an incredible property manager, Airbnb, all that type of stuff out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona as well. So still connecting with bigger people and bigger, bigger businesses. Yeah, the more I can learn, the better. <laughs> and what about your your next step? I mean, uh, Mount's next step. Great question. So Mount's next steps really this year are we're currently raising that that seed round of funding purely so we can get product to our customers. We have a 500 scooter waitlist going right now and it increases every day. Um, so we'd really like to be able to roll out as much product as possible. And to do that, we need capital. So that's what we'll be raising. Also want to grow our team. Um, but really, the goal in the next 12 to 18 months is we would be live in about 30 different states and locations, as well as four, four to 10 different countries. We really built a model that can be drop shipped to any Airbnb property in the world. Uh, nothing really has to change other than the shipping address. Um, so... We are just excited to expand, bring on a lot of hosts onto our platform and hopefully grow as much as possible. What would be then your ideal partner or VC? How is this person you are looking for? So we are looking for that strategic lead who is a VC that has invested in either real estate um, tech or prop tech or someone in that hospitality industry that has a portfolio of either companies we could learn from or potentially partner with. So. For example, there's a VC that uh, invested in Sonder. I think Sonder could be a great partnership for us, as well as they have a lot of vacation rentals on their platform and it would just kind of be a no brainer to put scooters in them. So a VC where they could benefit from our growth, but also then their, their companies they're already invested in can also benefit from our product. Yeah, and what do you think are the biggest limitations of Mound? I think the biggest limitation for us so far is just the fact that we can't meet our demand. We've had to put a ton of hosts on wait list. Luckily, we're able to foster that community and keep them in touch. And they're all very eager to get their scooters. They want to make money. But that is our, our bottleneck at the moment is just getting product out fast enough. And um, if I understood uh, well, you, how is the scooter? I mean, you manufacture, you make it? Uh... Yes. Yeah, so we work with a few scooter manufacturers, really any scooter that has an IoT device we can use on our platform. So we don't manufacture the scooter, but we then built the lock device that is that fleet management extra system to go on the scooter. And that's really our secret sauce is that lock and the ability to really optimize a fleet way past what anyone else can do right now. So instead of launching 500 scooters in a city and not even breaking even, probably losing money on that fleet, We can go into a location uh, like Phoenix, Arizona. Our break-even point is 11 scooters, and then we're profitable after a few months. So we really don't need a lot Hello. of quantity. It's more um, 
a high touch product. Yeah, it's more about the location as well because you you need the the tourism, right? Exactly, which is the other unique aspect of Mount yeah, in I that, love that Bird and Lime are focused on large cities and we're focused on little vacation towns and most of the time Bird and Lime actually aren't allowed into the vacation towns, the little beach towns and so we enter into a market where Basically, there are scooters are the only ones yeah, there. Yeah, I love this. And how, do you think local people from tourism from these kind of towns are receptive about, I don't know, imagine if a mount grows up and then you find 100 scooters in your town. Do you think they are receptive about it? I think so, because one of our missions at Mount is really to connect the traveler with the local community. And that's really what the mission is behind Airbnb as well. So we built out a scooter tour platform where the host can actually go in and input local restaurants, local foodie spots, local historical spots, anywhere that maybe a tourist might not know where to go. And then the guests can actually log on and see exactly where they should take that scooter. And then they can show up at the local spots with that scooter, potentially get a small discount. And instead of driving big business, we're actually connecting that tourist to the local spots. Um, and I think that's going to be Mount's branding image is the fact that we actually connect connect the tourists to the local shops um, and promote small awesome. business. Because, yeah, you also connect all, all other businesses through the application, it's a, it's an added value. Yes, exactly. And so that's our hope. And we don't want to be the company that's just littering the streets with scooters, which is why they're stationed at private property. So yeah, that's even exactly if the guests- what you are avoiding, yeah, right? <laughs> totally. No, that is what we're avoiding. So we're hoping to alleviate some anger and the stigma of that scooter just kind of being left in the middle of the sidewalk. Awesome. I wish you a lot of luck. I think you, you're going to grow fast. <laughs> that's the hope. Yeah, great. Do you have something else we should discuss? Oh, man, I don't think I mean, we basically hit a lot of stuff. Um, if anyone out there listening is interested in connecting, you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. Um, always willing to have a conversation. But in terms of my story, I think it's been a unique journey that started when, when I was 12 and am now 23. It's been an ongoing kind of discovery journey and figuring out exactly where our product market fit is and now found it, but um, it's always open to learning and hearing others' perspectives. So awesome. very excited for the ne what's to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for your time, Madison. It was lovely. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for having me on. I enjoyed talking to you and hopefully we can, you'll see some Mount Scooters out there one day. This episode was produced by Daniela Weiss. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give us a like. It really is important for us.